Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyom. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We are now in Masachet <coughs> Baba Kaman Daf Kuf Chet Amud Bet at the bottom of the Amud, and we're going to take a look at four Mishnayot, the second half of Mishnah Zion, then Chet Tet in Yod. But our entire focus will be on Mishnah Tet in the Gemara. So <coughs> we have already seen this second half of Zion and Chet. Uh, in the Gemara, Ichan Piktoni, if a fellow says, "Where's my Pikaron?" Amarlo Avad, the claim is Avad. Must be Achani Vamarmein. Aidim Medimoto Shachlo, but the Aidim testify uh, that he really took it himself. Mishalim Karen, then he pays Karen. The Tanat Avad, there is no Kefel. Hodami Atzmo, Mishalim Karen Rochomesh Ve'Asham. If he admits that, then he has to pay Chomesh Ve'Asham because of the Shua and his admission. Ichan Piktoni. This is the next Mishnah. Marlo Nignav. He claims to Nignav. Again, he's proven to have lied falsely, to have sworn falsely. So either way, whatever the Tana is, if he admits that he lied, it's Karen Rechomesh Ve'asham. But if the Tana is Avadi, pays Karen. If the Tana is Geneva, Mishalim Kefel. Okay, third. If a fellow stole from his own father, took the oath that he didn't steal, then father died, and now he admits it. To who? To other heirs, basically. If he doesn't want to lose his portion, maybe he has nothing to give, can't pay, he can borrow, then the Balechov can come and then take from the estate his portion. Now, if a father bans his son from getting any hand off from him, this is not about a gzela case, then, when the father dies, the son can inherit because the father stipulated hana'ah, uh, which is during his life. But if he says explicitly, and this reminds us of the Mishnah at the beginning of the ninth paragraph of Ketubot, with adding different words, extending the ban, or in that case the permission, he made lo yirashenu. If he dies, then the um, then the son cannot inherit him. But what does he do? Viachzir levanav ola echav. He has to give his portion back to the other heirs. Vim ein lo lovei ubalechov vaim v'nifraim. So what can happen is the um, he can borrow, and then the creditors can come and collect from the estate because that's indirect. Okay, Amar of Yosef. Yosef points out that if the fellow stole from his father, and he has to pay back. And let's say there's nobody to give it to. You can put it into Tzedakah. Papa Vitzarich Shemar Zegazalavi, but he has to announce this is this is the theft from my father. Am I? No. Why does he have to do that? Imagine this: he stole from his father. His father died. Took the oath. His father died, which means he owes the estate Karen Rachomish, and then he's the only heir. So Why can't he just be mochel it towards himself and keep it? We saw in earlier Mishnayot in this parak that there is the possibility of being mochel karen, being mochel chomesh. So why can't if you why if so you can be mochel at somebody else? Why can't you be mochel to yourself? I'm a bar So you see that a nigzal is a bar and this fellow is kind of schizophrenic. He's the yoresh of the nigzal. He's also the gazlan. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan Lokasha. Rabbi Yochanan gives one answer. Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Kiva. It rests on this machloket. Tanya. Now this is talking about Gezel Hager. Uh, it doesn't say it explicitly, but when it says if somebody steals from someone, has to pay him back. If the fellow dies and he has no, it pays it to his uh, heirs. If he has no heirs, then he has to bring Corbin to the Kohen, etc. And the Kohen who brings the Corbin gets the the theft. 
Now, is there anybody who doesn't have heirs? The text is talking about something when you stole from a ger who has no kids. All right, now, let's say somebody stole from a ger and took an oath that he owed him, that he was and stolen. And then he heard that the ger died. And now he was on his way up to Yerushalayim to bring the Korban because of the Gezel HaGer. And then, And then, it turns out that the Ger hadn't died. Alright, so now it was And then he said, okay, I owe you the money to pay you back. And then the Ger died. This Gazlan now gets it, the, the money that is in his hands that is owed to the Ger. Because a Ger has no Yorshim, and then whoever Misha Zacharishon Zochet. That's what He has to get rid of the Gzela, and whether giving it to the family, or, or whether giving it to, to Tzedakah, or however it is, he has to get rid of it. Now, this is Rabbi Yochanan's explanation. He says it does not matter whether he is <coughs> um, whether he is uh, um, the also the recipient, like in our case, which means to be mochel to yourself, or whether it's to somebody else, he can be mochel. And therefore, in this case, he can, in the case of the Gezal Hager, he can be mochel to himself and he can keep it. Bikiva says straight ahead, when you have a debt like that, you can't be mochel it and it, the other person needs to pay you. Now, if that's the case, Ula Rabbiosi. Um, so if that's the case, then according to Rabiosi, uh, Rabiosi Glili, it should be the same thing whether or not you didn't win Zokef Milva, even if you were just holding out to the money. Why does they mention that case? To show you how far Rabbi Kiva would go, now you're holding the money as a regular old debt, not as Exela. Because it originally came as Exela, you have to get rid of it. Okay, so that's Rabbi Yochanan's take. Rabbi didn't like that. He said, So if that's the case, Rabbi Yosei should teach a bigger chiddush, which is that you can even be mochalet when you're the recipient. Rabbi Kiva should say, you can't be mochel So he should have taught the case of acherim, and then we would know the nafshe. In other words, he says, Rabbi Yosei cannot be taking totally opposite positions on this, saying you can either always be mochel or never. So if Sheshit gives the second take, says they're both Rabbi Yosei Glili. When does Rabbi Yosei Glili say you can be mochel? You can't be mochel to yourself. And therefore, the, this, um, our Mishnah, which states that you, uh, or that, that, uh, that read, that's, uh, sorry, our Mishnah that says that even if there's no other brothers, you still have to, uh, you, you still have to pay. That's what Yosegli says, you can only mochel the debt, the, the, if other people owe you, but not if you owe the state yourself. <clears throat> so if that's the case, why does this guy, in the case of the Gezal Aguer, why does he now keep the money? The answer is because he turned it into a milva. And now, by the way, we've ch- turned around and said, Rabbi Yosef would only say you get to keep it when you turn it into a milva. 
Ravamar Havahar Rabbi Akiva, he says the opposite. Both um, uh, positions, both our Mishnah, um, uh, uh, our Mishnah is uh, is Rabbi Akiva. Ki Amar Rabbi Akiva to Lamatzimochel. When does Rabbi Akiva say you can't be Mochel Lanafshe? That's only to yourself. Avalacheri Matzimochel. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva says in our Mishnah that the one heir has to pay it out because he can't be Mochel it because he's Mochel to himself. That sounds like Rabbi Yosei says you could be Mochel to yourself also. So if that's the case, then So how could you ever have a case like that the Torah talks about Gezel Hager that goes to the Kohanim? How could that ever be the case? Because think about that. You were Gozel from the Ger. You're holding on to the money, and then the Ger died. So why would you ever get to the Kohen? On the spot, just take it as the owner, and then be mochel to yourself. So Amarav Ahmaskini said Ryosek Glili could explain the case of Gezel Hager that goes to the Kohanim with the following possible twist. He stole from the Ger, the Ger was alive, he took an oath that he didn't owe anything, and then Umetager. And then the Ger died. And after he died, he said, Oh, I stole from the guy. So why is that significant? To be Idna de Odi Kanao Hashem Kohanim. The minute that he's modeh, then it goes to Akkadosh Baruch Hu, who then gives it to the Kohanim. We're going to see more about that later. Okay, so <clears throat> so that's the one situation where he is no longer uh, the one who's in charge. The minute he's modeh, it's like he's handed it over to Akkadosh Baruch Hu, and um, and uh, and then and then that's it. Okay, now we have several questions about the issue of Gezel Hagir, which are the first two came on the page. Boy Ravina, Gezel Hagiorat Mahu. Is Gezel Hagir only if you stole from a man who's a Ger, and that whole halacha plays out, or is it true if it was the woman? Maybe it says, and maybe Nisha is not in there. Or Dilma, or Chedekrahu, maybe the Torah is just talking in its usual way. So he answered, I have a Brita that says explicitly that a woman could also be the victim of Gezel HaGiyoret. So somehow that odd word is telling you that even um, um, because it says HaSham HaMushav LaHashiv HaSham HaMushav So it says it twice. So you say man or woman. So why did the text use ish? Ish atatzarich lachzoracharav miyishlosh goalimim lav. Katani atatzarich lachzoracharav. If the ger is an adult, so then you have to go see if he has any kids. If he's a katan, that's what ish is cutting out. You don't have to check the minute the katan uh, died. He has no goalin. All right. Tanur Rabbanan. Now we'll look at further issues of gezel ger. It says lashem lakohen. The money goes lashem lakohen. It goes to the Kohen of that Mishmar. Maybe it's to any Kohen that the Gazlan wants to give it to. Kind of like Trumot or Trumot or Bikurim. It's Trumot or certain other Kohen. That he gives that money besides the Korban. So we're talking about a Kohen who's doing a voter then. So it's the Kohen who's doing the Korban. He's the one who gets the Gzela. So let's watch this interesting case. Let's say the Goslin was himself a Kohen. 
And now the ger died. After all, it would go to the Kohanim, but I've got it in my hand that I'm a Kohen Yehishali. I should keep it. Vadinu, it makes sense. Think about this. I get other people's stuff. So certainly if it's already mine, I should get it. Renatan had a different version of what the Havmina was. Something that I had no uh, no ownership of until it came to me. Uh, once it came to me, I can't. No, you can't take it away from me. Something that I already did have some ownership in. Doesn't it make sense that nobody could take it away from me? In other words, this coin should be able to keep it because if I hadn't stolen it, I might be one of the recipients. Now that I've already got it, certainly I should be able to keep it. So the answer is, lo. Think about this. When you talk about something that you didn't own before, nobody owned it before. It was somebody else's. Think about this. His, his claim on this stuff is shared with a lot of other Kohanim. It's not unique to him. What do we do in fact? We take the Gzeil away from him. It's going into all the Kohanim, meaning all the Kohanim of that Mishmar. But don't we know that a person gets to keep his own Korashim, meaning that a Kohen who's doing the Avodah gets to keep, gets the benefit from the Korashim that he worked with? We'll see a little bit more on that in a minute. So, we're talking about a Kohen Tamei who can't do the Avodah. And he's the Gazlan. But if that's the case, then the previous argument doesn't make sense. He doesn't have a Chelek in his stuff. Because he doesn't have the Elokipurim. We learned this principle that even though something in its final result will end up to the Kohanim, if it starts out in the hands of a Kohen, he doesn't get to keep it from Steachuza. The Tanya Achuzato, in the end of Ayikra, when it talks about Steachuzato, Matam Lomar, that it's his property, Remember that if Steachuza was not redeemed, then when Yovel comes, it goes to the Kohanim forever. Think about this. It was redeemed by one of the Kohanim. After all, I redeemed it, and now that I have it, and in Yovel goes to the Kohanim, so it should be mine. If, as a Kohen, I would be getting somebody else's field, so certainly I should be getting my own. It's like, It's only when it's his own achuzah. This is not his. We take it away from him and share it with the other Kohanim. So we learn from the parallel from that also in the case of Gezal Hager, he doesn't get to keep it, even though he's got the first hold on it. How do we know that a coin can show up and bring korbanot anytime he wants to? How do we know that the reward for the avoda, the fee for the avoda, and the pelt of the animal go to him? He has to keep it. A man keeps his own kodshim. Now, how does it play out? Let's say the guy was a Balmum, this coin who came. 
he gives the um the food of this thing to the to, uh, sorry he gives the korban to with koanim in that mishmar he gets to keep the pelt plus the the whatever fee for the uh for the avodah because it's really his avodah he's a balmum he can't do it let's say he was old and we'll see in a minute the reason for that is old or sick meaning he could do the avodah bakoshi he can give it to any coin he wants to. The avoda doesn't go to him; it goes to the anshei mishmar. What's the what, what kind of situation is this? If he could do the avoda, he should keep that stuff because if he gives something else, he's appointing him as a shaliach. If he can't be the avoda, how can he appoint somebody else to do it for him? So my papa, the answer is, talking about somebody who in, really pushed could do the avoda. Since avoda, if done under stress and difficulty, is still considered avoda, therefore mashvi shliach. Therefore, even now he could appoint a shaliach. Achila though, if you were to eat it, and you really can't stomach it, and then it's not called Achila at all. So therefore, Therefore, that stuff doesn't go to him. It goes to Anshay Mishmar. Let's say I have a coin Tomei. And we're talking about a Corbin, participation of Corbin Sibor. He can give it to whoever he wants to. What's the case? If there are the Koinim Torim, he can't do the Avodah. If they're all tame, then how can he give that to them? They can't eat it either. So what we should really read is, if all the koanim in that mishmar are either balimum batahor or tamimim batame, then it means it goes to the balimum in that mishmar to eat. You have a coin god who's an onen, like Aharon on that terrible day, or great day. No, now a chol coin she He can give the korban to any coin that he wants. That goes to Anshay Mishmar. So my kamash malan. Tanina coin gadol makriv onen. Ve'no ochel, ve'no cholek lachol la'erev. That's a, uh, that's a brighta. That coin god can bring korbanot even on the day of mita of one of the relatives. But he cannot eat the korban. Chalti chatat hayom haitav menei Hashem. Aaron says to Moshe, and he does not take a portion to eat that night, even though Aninut Laila is derabanim. So the answer, why did Ravashi have to teach us? Because I would have thought coin The Torah gave a break to the coin gadol who just to let him do a korban. But to allow him to appoint somebody else and to therefore give the avodah to somebody else, he couldn't do that. Kamash that he could, and that's what Ravashi is teaching with that lesson. Okay, we'll stop at this point. Now that we have reached um, Mishnah Yod, and um, and we will um, continue at that point the next time. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.